Welcome back. Welcome back to the Pain of Fools podcast. Welcome to the Gamers Den. I am the Pain of Fool. The space is for you. Yo, I am so thrilled. We are back with Persona 5. We have these uh, these these conversations in the Gamers Den where we talk Persona 5 and other games, but mainly right now we're just on this wonderful Persona 5 analysis thing and going through with the story and sharing things I'm learning about the video game as well. You know, if you if you haven't listened to the very first episode I dropped, this had to have been back in 2020. Uh, the episode is called Persona 5 Shadows and Their Values. And then I've been periodically dropping episodes uh, about the game throughout the throughout the years. But it's uh, it's it's great for those of you who are on my new TikTok account. I've decided to just make a separate TikTok account strictly for the podcast and just discuss the things that um, I'm currently talking about right now. It's been in this in-depth Persona 5 analysis and there's just been great feedback and just overall fans and those who are interested in the pieces, the, the, the context and the stories and the these people who are excellent at putting these these games together and these stories together it is mad props i give to the creators over at atlas who have the shimigami tensei series just doing their thing it's it's pretty dope you know there's a lot of information there but yeah um for those of you who are on my new tiktok account and you enjoy the analysis i i thank you for your comments and i thank you for that it keeps me motivated to continue doing it um, even if even if you didn't, I love the game that much and I enjoy the lessons and they are so relevant to, to, to this time, especially with Shido and with everything else. But we'll get into Shido later. But we got to continue where we left off from last week where, uh, ugh, you know, we learned who the culprit was and we got all that stuff out in the open. We, we continue and we advance. So let's just get into it. So, of course, after we close up LeBlanc, we switch over. We cut to uh, Shido at his desk in his office in this high rise. And Akechi knocks at the door and he comes in the office and he has this, you know, uh, Shido's office is pretty dope. I have a whole separate podcast already recorded for Shido, so I'm not going to get too detailed about his, his office and just how Shido presents and, and his look and all that stuff. But we'll get into that next. But yeah. I, I thought at the time when I saw him for the very first time, I'm like, yo, I think this is the dude that that got me framed and had me put on probation and all that stuff. And he was responsible for just my my public image. And who would who forgive him for that? You know what I mean? Insane. Anyway, Akechi knocks at the door. He comes in the office and he confirms the um, death certificate. And I put that in quotes because, you know, I wasn't really dead. And he's told by Shido, you know, you did really well. Good, good job on on this. And the cause of the death for the SIU director had been settled as a stroke. Shido used him to forge evidence and said his loss should be mourned. And the catchy's like, it was thanks to his efforts that I could even enter the Phantom Thieves interrogation room too. And Shido decides to choose a successor to the SIU after the elections. The special investigations unit for those who don't know but you know there's no doubt that the election is his at this point so he's like at this point he's ready we cut back to leblanc and we're all watching the news about the election of the house of representatives right candidates will be announced on november 23rd and the voting is going to be held on december the 18th 
Futaba mentioned that Akechi gave Shido's name away, and he appears to be the one behind everything. Sai thinks it would be likely considering um, Shido's position in society, so she's like, all right, you know, doing her deducing thing, very similar to Makoto. He's popular, he's well-liked, he spoke, he spoke out against the Phantom Thieves, he benefits off those psychotic breaks. It makes sense, you know? So Jero then, he's like, um, he, he kind of had a feeling that he was wrapped up in all of it. He's talking about Shido. Based off the position at his previous job, he thinks the one who crushed Wakaba's research and confiscated her materials was Shido. And he was just like, yo, I just, I just had this hunch this whole time. And so Sai says that she was the one looking into the mental shutdown cases, but shortly fell across government research about the psychotic breaks. She tracked down the research data and met with people connected to it. So Jiro was one of them. Okay, you, you see this, how things are, things are slowly beginning to make sense. We, we're seeing the spider finishing the, the web. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, we learn that Shido does have a palace, which is obvious. And we try to figure out the keywords to input in the nav and wherever politicians go. So we are like, okay. Let's head to the diet building. It, it has to be somewhere related to that because it would only make sense. Now, remember, I'm supposed to be dead. Remember, Akechi shot me or I allege committed suicide. So I'm not to be seen out in public. So I'm wearing somewhat of a disguise. I'm wearing a hood over my head and all that good stuff just to keep attention away from me. Not everyone doesn't know who I was. That's the thing. Even though the... The news reported that I committed suicide. No one knows it was my character, Ren Yakaru. Like, no one knows. Well, that's what I named my character, for those who don't know. Um, they don't know who the actual person was. They just heard that the Phantom Thief or the lead Phantom Thief killed himself. And the other Phantom Thieves are still out there. Anyway, anyway. We're at the Diet Building and I'm, you know, got my hood on. My head is all low and all that good stuff. And we're trying to figure out that last keyword, but to no avail, we're not getting it. And An goes up to the diet building and she asks the politician what he thinks about Shido. And he gives us this real political ass answer. It just didn't, it didn't help. Security guards are over off to the side speaking over the walkie talkies. And they're like talking about us, basically. Like you can hear they're like, kind of suspicious about us, so we just leave immediately. Back at LeBlanc, Shido was on TV announcing the end of the Phantom Thieves. He also believes that the citizens there are still living their days in anxiety and the scandals make the people distrust the government. He says something like, um, what, like, what does it mean to be a politician with responsibility? Working towards personal gain without consideration of the country is outrageous. Um, just putting on a show. He's full of it. We, we know that at this point, the truth is coming out to the player. We know that now that it's like, all right, all bets are off. This is the reality. This is it. We know that Shido's putting up a front. He's full of it. You know, here, here, there, and everywhere. We get it. Now, we catch a catchy on TV talking about how he tricked the Phantom Thieves, and he's taking all this credit, and he's just lying. Full of it. Full of it. I told you, man. <sighs> I got I got to say something about a catchy on the side though. There is this 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 these crew of, of of players, this crew of, of fanatics that I love who 
y'all have an obsession with Akechi. Like, what is this? What is this weird thing y'all got? Maybe I have to continue playing and, and get the rest of it out because there's this tension, this type of tension that Akechi has with, with, the, with the protagonist or with my character. And I'm like, what is this? This is strange. Like, y'all. And then y'all don't make it any better over here posting all y'all edits and things with this Akechi tension. It's just... <laughs> It, I, but I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. Anyway, anyway, okay. After Akechi has his little moment on the news, we then we then fast forward to Shido being heard on an election vehicle outside on a megaphone making statements. So we're we're still in LeBlanc, and we can hear some person outside doing some speech, and he's saying, "Now is the time." This is verbatim. He says, "Now is the time to rebuild this crumbling nation." Our government is littered with scandals and criminals have taken a strong foothold in our society. Such a disgraceful past must be discarded. We must set sail into a new future of dreams and hope so our children who carry the burden of the next generation can be proud of their country and so our nation can become powerful again so our beautiful home will be acknowledged as the best country in the world. All right. Now... I cannot help but think that Shido is on some new world order shit. Like this is giving me 1984. He's giving me like now that we know there's such a deeper connection to this entire thing. Something about this is giving me like, yo, they're trying to take over the world. And yeah, I'm not a fan because he also wants to start a new political party altogether this is not looking too hot and yeah i'm looking at today's time and i'm like looking at my my wrist like mm, yeah no anyway masayoshi shido <laughs> we'll talk about that another time masayoshi shido he went from being this metropolitan assemblyman to a rep uh, like a politician representative he's a cabinet minister that split from the ruling party to form the unified future party and he says, in order to save this country that has been tainted by villains, social reform is essential. My God. So, yeah, Shido is in our is in my neighborhood. He's requesting people to vote for him. And he's he continues to say, let us set sail toward a happy future together. He's on he's standing on top of this um this thing. I, I don't I think it was like a it looked like an SUV. I'm not an SUV, like an RV almost. Anyway. So the people are applauding him and Ryuji, Haru and I wearing a hood, of course, I show up to see it all go down. So I go further outside the neighborhood just to see where he is. And he's at the he's at the train station. Ryuji told me to wait. He's like, just chill out. You want to stay incognito for now, at least. He grabbed more while well, he wanted to get some more information. And Haru kind of just was off chilling, too. Ryuji approaches Shido and he's like, Shido. <laughs> And at this point, Shido's walking towards his limo or whatever the hell he got. And he has these two security guards. They're flanked on each side of him. And, you know, Ryuji's a little confrontational as he as he is a little little firecracker. You know, he says to the security um, verbatim, he says, I just want to talk to him for a sec. Security was like, he's a busy man. Ryuji says the hell like any supposed to hear a citizen's comments you know and the security agent pushes him back calling him a brat and of course this brought us back to some flashbacks the same security guy 
pushed us before. So, you know, again, further, just furthering to just prove the point of his whole douchebag entourage. <laughs> anyway, Haru and I, we catch Ryuji and we tell him to pull it together because at this point, Ryuji, he's, you already know, he's a firecracker. It isn't the right time. And then Shido turns around and he whispers like some, some old smart shit like, um, you don't want to know what happens when you cross me. <laughs> okay. And then he says, this country is filled with clueless children. I worry for Japan's future. And then I told Ryuji, like, uh, I told while it was uh, Morgana, Ryuji, and Haru that he's why I got arrested. And this was, back, at this point, we've been back into LeBlanc, and they were, we were having a conversation about it. They were all shocked, like, yo, putting two and two together. Yusuke's like, what type of fate brought you two back together? Yeah, you know, again, the experience with Shido started this entire journey where our paths crossed and we met the characters and all of that. So we met in this predicament where I was framed and ironically in the shadow world framed again just to keep whatever's going on under wraps. So clearly Shido, we know Shido was involved in the cognitive research too. And Sai's like, well, back during that time when I was framed Shido, Sai says that Shido was already a politician, yet he sued a student and ruined his future? He must have pulled some strings so that his name wouldn't be mentioned. Furthermore, he also would have had to force that woman into making a false statement. Yeah, because remember, he was trying to save that girl from Shido who was drunk at the time. Well, I was, the character me, was trying to prevent her from being taken advantage of. So she was clearly screaming for her life. I intervened and pushed or punched uh, punched one of the two and she was she was saved by me but of course with all the pull that Shido has within Japan God only knows what he had her do to protect himself you know so Sojiro's like yo that man's full of ambition to rise in the world he only thinks of the weak as stepping stools for his success okay yeah we know so we decide to revisit the diet building the next day and we want to figure this keyword out to get to this palace because we know he has a palace. I'm back in my school uniform now so that I can blend in a bit better. It's November 24th and we're gathered as a group trying to figure out the quickest way to get that keyword. Now, while we're trying to put these, these puzzles together, I had a flashback of him saying to the woman he was trying to take advantage of back then, incompetent fools like you just need to shut your mouths and follow where I steer this country. The word steer for me immediately had me think of the word ship, and it seemed to work. <laughs> so we enter Shido's palace. The diet building didn't change from the outside. It, it doesn't seem like a ship. The guards standing outside the real world aren't there any longer, of course, and the gate to the building disappeared. So the palace seemed to be open. Morgana's outfit did change, so that means we're in the palace, right? So we have a cutscene. We're inspecting around the diet building together because we're trying to figure out, like, okay, where's the entrance? This doesn't make sense. And then Futaba pulls up to the side to do her schematic reading of the area. And while we, the camera switches to her, she looks up, she freezes, and then we get the full scope. 
we end up on this huge ship in the middle of the country of Japan with the Diet building on top of it. So Shido's palace appears to be a huge cruise ship with a Diet building sitting, sitting on top of it. And so Morgana says, a palace with not just the center of the distortion, but the entire country sunken. Because now, if we're on this ship, obviously it would need to be in water, right? Yes. Now, yeah, we're driving through Japan. All the buildings are like underwater. You see they're like tilted and things are just, it looks real hellish. And it's just going to show like that's what he thinks. And we're, we're touring the entirety of Japan in this cruise ship. So it's like, um, it's, it's pretty weird how he perceives, his, like how he perceives his, his position, how he perceives himself. And so he's like, Morgana's like, I just can't believe there's someone with this tremendous level of a desire, you know? All right. So we have until December 17th to change the heart of Shido and make sense of all this. Okay. We enter the cruise ship. Our costumes finally change. Inside the ship, we have people inside already. They're wearing eye masks, similar to those masquerade, just, just the, the eyes, not, not a full face, you know, giving eyes wide shut, sort of, kind of. I just, I'm getting, I'm watching, I'm inside of this, this shit, this uh, cruise ship, and I'm thinking, okay, this is giving me elite, this is giving me eyes wide shut, this is giving me access, this is giving me loyalty, this is giving me all the things, money that make these things that that make this type of scenario or, or create the setting or the backdrop now immediately before us is a huge staircase similar to the philadelphia museum of art if you ever remember going inside there's that huge staircase going up at the base of the steps on each side are statues on the left there's a man with a cane tall statues we're talking like feet tall like a, a couple maybe like 30 40 feet tall um, there's a man holding a cane and on the right, there's a different man and he's just looking forward. There's no, nothing special. They both appear to be diplomatic in some way. And at the top of that step of that platform, we see another set of stairs flanked on each side leading to a second floor. But before we get there, we see different symbols above us on these guardrails. Three megaphones, they're resting above the balcony's guardrail. And this is of the second floor. And on the guardrail, there's a poster of an eye with a globe and two hands cupping the globe just ever so slightly. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, this is definitely confirming for a new world order because what the hell is this? This is an eye and a globe in hands. Okay, yeah. And then the, the setting itself you have these people choosing to, to, to be like this new blood situation. I don't know. It was just, but that eye and the hand, you'll, I'm going to drop some videos on it. You'll see. Just go to follow my TikTok. And you know, my, my TikTok is called Painful, the Painful Podcast. Anyway, we're at the third floor now. And Morgana says that he senses the treasure in another room in this main assembly hall door. We, we walk forward. We go into this other room, this other like hallway, and we see this, this big door. And on above the, the um, like above the, um, what is it called, like the doorway, there's this, this words that say the representative's chamber. 
and that's just written in gold at the top along the trim. The doors themselves, they're like these four looking like this big door, four doors, and they have lion heads with slots in their mouths. Futaba notices that there are five slots that require key cards and there are megaphones all over the palace like, you know, and as as you're in like walking around the palace, you hear the number of people in favor or, or those voting against. So it's like you're inside of this this voting room or outside of it. You hear the, the activity outside of the voting room. So you hear words like um, since there's no one against the plan, this bill will be unanimous, unanimously passed as drafted. Shit like that, you know. So that's the voting room like outside that room. Well, that room with the um, with the lion heads or whatever. That's the voting room. And the only way to get access to that is to prove that we're on his side. We need five letter of introductions from five vice presidents. We learn that one's a politician, a former noble, a TV station president, an IT company president, and a cleaner. So this is inside the palace. And then we head out on our mission to, to get those five letters. I'm going to stop right there because where we go next is important. And I want to introduce Shido to the story officially. You know, I do my, my little monologue of, of each palace. We got to get into it. But we're going to stop right there pick up where we left off with the five letters of introduction but shido must be uh we gotta we gotta highlight some shido but yeah stay tuned stay tuned every thursday we drop an episode 6 a.m and um yeah follow my ig at the pain of fool you can find me on tiktok the pain of fool podcast i have a website which i haven't really updated that much because i've been focusing on the tiktok and and, and all that good stuff and just working on my brand shout out Shout out to, to the brave new Matt for for the work he's putting in with us. We're doing some stuff, um, but I'll get into that on a separate channel or oh, I'm sorry, a separate episode, not persona related, but I will catch you next week. Until next time, peace. <laughs>